afternoon, people in Ferguson, St. Louis, Kansas City, throughout the United States. You're listening to Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City. And we have a historic uh, sort of show for you. And a follow-up, the last time we was calling from Nashville, Tennessee. So we'll catch up. There was some other uh, wonderful information, but on the same token, uh, this show will be dedicated to the memory of uh, Richard Pilton, uh Little Richard, who died in Nashville and uh, at the age of 81, and also the person known as the... Uh, person uh, as far as DJ is concerned and but more recently that happened in the last couple of years and like we're on top of uh, the two years from now or two years prior to that it's also be dedicated to the memory of L.R. Bird and I will appreciate any assistance from Mr. R. Folks on L.R. Bird who was a friend of yeah, both yeah. of yeah, you know, he was, he's a good friend of both of us. You know, he's uh, very much a good enough person in the uh, radio business for me a year. Uh, really, his name was, real name was uh, Lewis. Uh, well, that was his first name, and Ronald Bird. That's why they got it. Ronald uh, Bird from the one in 1949. Yeah, I was born that way in 2020. And, uh, you know, he was uh, down in the Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, and uh, so uh, we so basically him and his family, but they uh, he, he's in the back of Holland. I've been there. We have a right against him. And then a lot of good things in his life. Well, he also um, when I went to Greenville, South Carolina, he had opened the door, gave me some uh, provided some TV appearance, and well, he was one of our co talk show hosts. Uh, for mm-hmm. and myself, and then we came to Kansas City, and he had worked mm-hmm. with Benjamin Hooks with NAACP. He was mm-hmm. quite a artiste, and we lost mm-hmm. him. And this is another part of today's show on the memory of. Now, we also got some outstanding people here from what used to be the Grand Ole Opry, but now it's Music City. But for your information and mine, it's Nashville, Tennessee, which is not too far from Atlanta and not too far from uh, New Orleans. But as you turn on your YouTube, your Facebook, your Apple TV, you can hear this show, which is historic. So let's take it away. And our who do we have? Today we have our guest, Mr. Ron Wynn from Nashville, Tennessee, and Ron is uh, on a common frequent uh, guest on that radio station. Now, he was on my show last Saturday, and we spoke about, you know, uh, in there, about what is happening in Nashville. Ron, welcome back to the show. Uh, thank you. How are you doing today? Well, I like it, but I like it. It's kind of chilly here in St. Louis. I don't know how, how it was in Nashville, but it's kind of chilly here in St. Louis. How was it in Nashville, MC? Well, I'm not going to even go outside to find out, but they said the wind's blowing. I'm in, uh, well, 
you know, based on one of our, and the memory of, they said, open the door, little Richard, but we don't want little Richard to open the door. Because okay. <laughs> but do we have the young lady that's over the Nashville number one uh, newspaper with us? Well, no, we don't. Yeah, I arrived today. You know, I, we didn't try to reach out to her today, and she, I guess. Uh, Ron is here, and we're, that's something we can do in the future, right, Ron? That's correct. Yes, yes. You're talking about um, Mrs. Perry, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll set that up at a at a, at a future time. Yeah. Well, we hope we hope you're gonna give us a top rating today, right? <laughs> oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely. <laughs> well, do this, Rod. What has happened since the last time we were on the air? There's been a change down in the uh, political arena in Nashville. Bring our listeners up to date what has taken place and where and what direction are we headed in now? Okay, well, some interesting things have continued to happen. For one thing, uh, yesterday the session actually came to an end and uh, there was such dissatisfaction with what had happened that the governor has called for a special session to be uh, reconvened. Now he has wow. to set a date. He has to set a date for that. But he, like the session, had not been over for an hour before he was making a speech in which he was calling, in which he was demanding that there be a special ses- session of the legislature to be called to deal with public safety and gun rights. Now that's an interesting uh, wow. kind of duality there. So he has to he has to set that date, and he's going to do that next week. He's going to announce next week when they're going to have this uh, special session, and that's one of the things. And then of course we're going to have a summer full of elections because there have to be elections held in Nashville in June and Memphis in July to officially uh, fill the seats that are being held by, for the time being by interim members because of the expulsions. And of course, uh, Representative Justin, both Justins were put back in by the voters in Nashville and Memphis, uh, by the city council and the uh, Shelby County Council. But now there have to be special elections held to officially fill those seats. And that's gonna be in June and uh, July. And then in August here in Nashville, we have the mayor and council elections. So we got a summer full of elections coming up on top of all of that. Oh. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, well, we say it's a right as good for the people, for the people business. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, we take away. That's right, <laughs> that's right, yeah. Well, let me ask you this, that's what I agree, okay, is there anyone willing to get one of the justice in this special election? I seriously doubt it. I mean, obviously people have the right to do that, but I would be very surprised if anyone runs in either election again. Most cases, they were put back in so quickly. I mean, the city council meeting to reinstate uh, Justin Jones took about 10 minutes. And the uh, Shelby County Commissioners meeting uh, election to reinstate Justin Christen took two minutes. 
and in both cases they were unanimously uh, put back in. So I would be stunned if anybody runs against them in the in the upcoming elections. You know, to add to that, uh, in uh, in June, in, in the municipalities of Kansas City, Missouri, there will be elections for the mayor and also the city council seats uh, here in Kansas City. So it looks like June uh, used to be the bride's month, but now it's uh, getting August month. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, 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 that's a good thing for the community to continue to be engaged. That's a good thing, you know, especially on a, on a local basis. Well, let's not let Rod get off the hook. We talk about the weather in St. Louis and Kansas City. What about Nashville? Today, it's actually a little cooler. Yesterday, it was in the 70s. Today, it's in the 60s, but there's a lot of stuff that has been happening today. We have the we had the Rock and Roll Marathon uh, earlier today, and then we've got today to, well it's over now but tomorrow is the second day of the two-day uh special uh food festival that's being sponsored by uh the black the owners of the black market and the black market is a group of uh, natural black entrepreneurs who set up a food market down in in uh, the farmer's market and they're holding a festival at Hadley park and they had the first day of it today and second day is tomorrow, and you've got vendors from all over the country and from uh, around the world, black-owned uh, restaurant restaurant tours and black-owned vendors who are bringing in their food to Hadley Park for people to, to sample. So that's happening today too in Nashville as well, and tomorrow also. As you did, Bill. We always talk about Kansas City uh, and St. Louis about the. Uh, jazz month and barbecue month. What are these uh, entrepreneurs in the restaurant hospitality industry? What is a, a delight of? What are some of the top foods the guests can hope to uh, enjoy? Well, the big thing here is hot chicken, and that's something I can't eat because of my stomach. But that's become like a a, a world class thing in Nashville is hot chicken. There are a whole bunch of hot chicken uh, restaurants, and that's one of the items that's that's uh, being presented at this uh, festival, and also barbecue and uh, some other things too. When you say hot chicken, do you mean spicy hot or? Hot coals or, or stove hot. Multiple ways to do it hot, okay? The Prince's hot chicken is the spicy hot. And then there's other hot chickens that uh, is, to me, I would consider it barbecue chicken, but no, I'm not a cook. But that's 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 the, the, the way that it's prepared. But there's all kinds of ways to fix hot chicken. And for the folks whose stomach linings can handle it, you can get it super hot, you can get it uh, medium hot, you can get it blazing hot. There's all different types of ways to fix it. Well, let's not leave out uh, ours uh, better half and her sweet potato pie. Yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yes, my wife does uh, have those stainless sweet potato pies that you have had, Sky have had, and Ryan, I guess you haven't joined us in that, okay? There's some sometime in the future, okay? We gotta make sure you get to one of those. Please do, please do, yeah. yeah. And one other thing I wanted to add is that that has has happened 
over this weekend is at the National Black Music uh, Museum. They have been, they hosted yesterday and uh, also on uh, Thursday, a two day thing for New Edition because it's the 40th anniversary of New Edition. And so they came into town and uh, did like kind of an impromptu performance at the at the black music museum which is across the street from the Ryman, and also we're presented with plaques and there is now a new uh, edition uh display in the black music museum on fifth avenue so that was just today too was bobby with the new edition yes he was he, he was in town and he actually uh spoke at the event yesterday Uh, you know, Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown, Ralph Tresvant, uh, and and the whole uh, the whole Bell Biv duo and Bobby Brown crew were in town for the for the new edition yesterday. Okay. And they're on tour. They 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 have reunited and they're on tour. And I think they went from here to Phoenix, Arizona, and then I forget where else they're going this weekend. But yeah, it was it was very. A very nice uh, event yesterday at the at the Black Music Museum, which is, uh, if you haven't been to it, by the way, I recommend that you come to it. That's become uh, a major uh, tourist stop here in Nashville now. Okay. So now, now what does the uh, Black Music Museum consist of? The Black Music Museum has exhibits that spotlight the history of Black music in uh, jazz, gospel. Blues, rhythm and blues, hip hop, classical, the country, the whole spectrum of black music. And there are interactive displays, there are photo uh, displays, there are memorabilia displays, and it's it's a beautiful building right across from the Ryman. And this is the second year that it's been in existence. Well, not that to me with uh, downtown Nashville. You said, what is right across from the what now? The Ryman Auditorium on Fifth Avenue, right across the street. So what is the Ryman Auditorium? Well, the Ryman Auditorium, the nickname of the Ryman Auditorium is the Mother Church of Country Music. But it actually has all types of of, uh, music that come through there over the course of a year. But in the summertime, the Grand Ole Opry has has weeknight concerts at the Ryman. And then they have the weekend concerts at the Opry House. Okay. So that's that's basically all it is about. When you when you say about uh, this is the big week down in Nashville, like every week probably is. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, peoples, you say that in the South. Peoples, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what uh, is the cultural makeup and the numbers that uh, venture into Music City? Okay. Well, you know, tourism has become. I say it has become it's it's to a certain extent tourism has always been a big thing here in Nashville, but over the last I would say certainly the last ten years, maybe the last fifteen, there has been a conscious attempt by the visitors of the Clinton Bureau to broaden the image of Nashville. Because of course everybody knows about Nashville and country music. But there's a lot of other things that have happened here. So for one of the things they've done is now you can take a tour of just Nashville's black attractions if you choose to do so. And that will take you to the Black Music Museum, I'll take you to Fisk, T 
ETSU, Harry, American Baptist, and you get a chance to see, and you'll get a chance to see some of the sites that are in uh, the black community. So that's one of the things that's, since I've been here, I've been in Nashville now since 1995, as far as I've been back. I was born here, but I've been back in Nashville working since 1995. And that's one of the things that I've seen that's happened over the last 10 to 15 years is much more inclusion in terms of uh, other things here besides country music. Well, you know what has been the hottest thing and the bad thing and these United States are all the unnecessary, I will repeat, unnecessary killing, shooting, and whatever. What are you guys, how is it in Nashville? And then how is it in St. Louis? Well, I'll say this. Uh, yesterday, on, on uh, several of the news reports, they released a, uh, a study about uh, gun violence and the state of Tennessee was number seven on that, on that survey in terms of uh, number of deaths directly related to gun violence and of course this last session of the legislature was dominated by the discussion about gun violence. Now unfortunately they didn't do anything about it which is why it's going to have to be a special session but the Democrats came up with 65 different bills over the course of this last wow. legislation, legislation to try to address it, and they didn't vote on any of them. None of them even made it out of committee because the Republican supermajority refused to act on them. And so after the Coventry shooting, even the governor, who has been pretty much a pro-gun rights person all of his time in office, and he's in his second term, has kind of reverse feel a little bit, and he said, we, we've got to do something as a state about gun violence because it has gotten so bad and then it's become such a major thing in state. So that's that's the Tennessee perspective on gun violence. But, uh, you know, also, uh, Ron, there's some other uh, news rates, uh, <coughs> there was a resignation out there that was about one of the, the, the representatives that was accused of some kind of uh, sexual harassment. What, what happened about that? <coughs> yeah, it was a, re a Republican legislature from Johnson County. And uh, he had been accused of this by, he accused of sexually harassing an intern. And now this accusation was made weeks ago, but the Republicans pretty much covered it up. And then it got leaked out to the newspapers and the TV station that this had, this had been on the, on the docket for like weeks. And so once it became public, this guy had to resign. And what made this look so bad is that this was one of the people who voted to expel uh, the other representatives. And they didn't, they had not committed any criminal acts. Here's somebody who's actually accused of a criminal act that was still allowed to vote to expel people who weren't. So once that got out, he, rather than force his buddies to kick him out, this guy resigned. So he re resigned his seat as of Thursday. Okay. What well, how long have you been there? He was in the second term. Okay. You know what I'll see? I know you guys have two years, you know, term in each, uh, two years, right? 
Right. Right. You've been there about four years. Four years, yeah. Okay. Well, I tell you what, Ron, I know it was a gun to call that shit so quick, but somewhat surprising. <laughs> well, let me say this about, uh, and again, you know, I'm, I, don't, I don't know about uh, other states with Republican supermajorities, but in this state, with the ones we have, it has been so dominated by the gun lobby that if the Coventry thing had not happened, they were going to lower the age to uh, purchase handguns to 18. That bill was in the legislature and it was getting ready to get passed. And the day before they came up for a vote, they had the Coventry shooting. And so the Republicans temporarily decided to uh, table the vote on that. But I would imagine that eventually it will pass and eventually the age to, that you can legally purchase handguns in, in the state will be dropped to 18. They've already uh, made it. Basically, anybody can get a gun. I mean, the governor signed a bill last year that uh, allows a permitless uh, open carry. So you don't have to have a permit to openly carry a gun in the state. He also passed in Missouri also. Yeah, and he also passed, they also signed a law where you're allowed to take guns in the public parks. So pretty much until the Coventry shooting happened, there had not been any kind of restrictions on gun purchases at all. But ever since that has happened, there's been an outcry across the, the state that it's just too easy for people who shouldn't have them have guns to get guns and so now there's actually for the first time in recent memory there are, are people who are actually saying well look we need to have at least some type of reasonable restrictions on the purchase of handguns so that's what's going to be discussed in when they whenever they have this special session you know uh, when i used to come through uh Nashville, one of my favorite cities in the South. Uh, but recently, they had, for well, the people wanted to protect the rights of gun manufacturers where the people could not come up and sue them. That's I don't correct. know what it is. Uh, you can tell us. The other thing, when I used to come there, I have a, a, a niece that was a deputy sheriff that the people could go into bars as long as they didn't hide their gun, they could display them. Is that still the case? Uh, yes, to the, to the first part that what you said, they just passed, one of the few bills that did get passed in the legislature was one that immunizes gun manufacturers from being sued if someone purchases a gun and then commits a crime. That bill did get passed. And yes, you can uh, openly carry guns uh, into bars, and that is one of the things that's going to be discussed in the, in the next session because there's been a, a bunch of situations down on Second Avenue with folks getting loaded and then pulling out their guns and shooting the place up. So uh, there is some uh, thought that maybe that law ought to get repealed, or if not repealed, at least ought to get tweaked 
so there could like some limit on uh, the amount of drinks somebody can can purchase if they're carrying if they bring a gun into the bar. Uh, you, you know, Ron, one of the things we've been kind of focusing here on, uh, you know, on uh, in Tennessee, but not for a way in Kentucky, okay. Uh, uh, there have been some mass shooters over there. You, you know, they read about though. I mean, they've been, they've been back to back to back over there. In Louisville, yeah, Louisville's had a, a, a major problem for like the last couple of years, but it's really been an accident in the last couple of months with mass shootings. And both the mayor of Louisville and the governor of Kentucky are calling mm-hmm. for the legislature to do something about it. And of course, in Kentucky, just like Tennessee, as far as how easy it is to get a gun. And. Mm-hmm. But they may, and of course I don't know because I'm not there. But from what I hear, there there may be a call in Kentucky for a special uh, legislative session also to address that same issue. Yeah, well, I know right now, you know, this past week uh, it was a whole lot of uh, shootings that involved, you know, a lot of what I call senseless shootings. You know, like even here in Missouri. The young man that got probably the most attention, you know, um, um, Ralph Y'all, you know, where he was, you know, went to the door, you know, to uh, right. you know, mistakenly, I should say, uh, on the wrong street, and you know, and the young man, and the gentleman, you know, shot through the door, you know, uh, you know, was, uh, uh, you know, and, you know, and, and the funny part about that, the, and that's the EMC is in your way, was the, uh, the county. Attorney, and that you know there was not racist, but I find out that the district attorney there and was the old sheriff department was very familiar with Mr. Lester. So he had been his wife many, 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 many times, and had been, you know, she loved him. His son also, grandson spoke bad about his grandfather, being, you know, been kind of uh, in the hundred John Fox News over. Day in and day out, you know, can be considered some of his, uh, some of the problems. And then another one that made no sense. None of it made sense, but especially the one where the young lady made a, a wrong turn to a driveway, and 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 they would leave it out, and the man shot them. You know, but the, but the craziest one was these chilies that down in, in Texas, where a man came up. You know, they're called they was on the, you know, had to get in the wrong car and they definitely got in their own car. And they came up and got shot from there. Right. Well, you have one situation where a young lady, I think age 20, but I think that was, I want to say Albany, New York, but I'm not sure. Upstate New York, yeah. Yeah. And then the one locally in Kansas City, that 85 year old fella, pleaded not guilty that uh, accidentally on purpose shot this teenager who went to the wrong door looking for his brother. And see, I got a very correction on that. Actually, accidentally on purpose. There was an intention. Okay. Now, isn't he claiming self-defense? Hmm? Isn't he, isn't he trying to, aren't they trying to use a self-defense law on that one? Like he's claiming that the, that the, the young man was trying to break in his house and so he's, he fired in self-defense. 
Well, well, he, he brought that up. Okay, but I don't think that's that that's gonna be the uh, be the the uh, case where he can actually stick. But uh, but he has said he feared for his life. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, 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 you know, he said just woke up and went, went in the door and without even, you know, uh, so, 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 asking who it was, he just came out shooting. Yeah, and then after you shot him in the head, didn't you shoot him a second time? Shot him in the arm, you know, and thank God the young man. Yeah. And the bad part about this is that uh, he had told that initially that, that the young man that the person was six feet tall and ran was only five eight. Yeah. Mm. You know, and uh, you know and, and uh, the bottom up yeah, not that big also, so uh but but the one that really took the cake was mother uh North Carolina I might say what what a real the kid was basketball ruling some a man joy. And uh he came out and he got to shoot. You know, when, when he actually uh, shot the you know, the kid, and then when and then when when he shot the when he shot the when he shot the you know when he shot the, the people that the the father and the mother. But, but I mean, this, that, that's not a good thing to do. As a matter of fact, we'll just check it over here uh, on Facebook uh, right then. And we will just listen to us live on Facebook also. So uh, you can hit the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Let's, let's, let's go back to what happened in that church. Well, all the black folks were killed by this white boy. And like an uh, attempt to start a civil war. And that is the intent of a lot of people. What is the thought in St. Louis and Nashville on that subject? Well, actually, that was years ago that uh, I know what you're talking about. Well, uh, I think you shot maybe 13 people more, including the pastor there. Uh, that, that was a hate crime there. And, uh, and uh, I mean, that's when Obama went down, uh, yeah, Obama, um, when he was in office. I was a part of that, you know, you know the, uh, well, that's where he went down there, uh, or maybe race in Missouri, right? Well, bringing up the date of the, uh, oh, I'll, I'll repeat the boy, the shot, all the people in the church. Mm -hmm. Does anyone know the status of that? What is yeah. what's going on with that? Well, he got the death penalty, but now they, they, uh, they're going, they're still going through the appeals. But it's my understanding that he has had two pills turned down, and he's on death row. So I think I think you get three, and then uh, if all you if you lose all your pills, you get executed. So he he's gonna <clears throat> eventually get executed. What is the form of executed? I know in Kansas it used to be hanging. What is it in that place? What is it in that? In uh, hey, hey, Tennessee, it's lethal injection. I think in South Carolina, it's also lethal injection. I'm not sure. I know in this state, it is lethal injection. But same way here in Missouri, what I know that is hanging people. I, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> no, that's what I was Kansas. You don't ever watch I, guns, folks, do you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that was back in those days, but I didn't know they were still hanging people. Oh, yeah, that was that was a form of execution in Kansas. But hanging people. Not today, is it? No, I don't say not today. Okay, okay. Now, in, in Utah, I know you have a choice of either lethal injection or firing squad, but is, most states now think it is lethal injection. Mm-hmm. They also have done this as relates to women, too, who have uh, was executed. Mm-hmm. But one point that you brought up that I think is a good one is that there is definitely a connection between the white supremacist movement and a lot of this gun violence because uh, they funnel, when I say they, these white supremacist groups funnel a lot of guns, a lot of military weapons through all these networks. And uh, there is a network in West Tennessee that deals in... uh, all types of illegal, illegally obtained military weapons. And the TBI has been investigating it, but to my knowledge, they've not made any arrests about it yet, but they, I've seen stories about it, so. Well, also, MC, injection is the only one committed in Kansas, but right now they do not have the death penalty. And that's it's rarely done, and there's no one on death row in Kansas at the moment. So they changed the one that you, if you could, our one did they stop hanging folks in Kansas? When did they stop hanging folks in Kansas? Yeah, that was a way of uh, people. And and back in uh, your parents' days, your great parents, the cowboy days, if they sold a horse, they would hang them. Well, that that was quite a few places back in those days. I thought I told him to <laughs> Who watches too many cowboys? <laughs> hey, don't miss it, Gunsmoke, Dodge City. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, while we talking about deaths and things like that, what will take place this next week in Kansas City is the NFL draft. And they're talking about the city making or economics up a hundred plus twenty million dollars. Okay, for that four days. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's gonna be huge. And by the way, again, the last execution was uh, they had in Kansas in 19, 1965. and there are no uh, executions right now. You know, at, you know. No, I mean, hanging was in, uh, uh, but it's like that in 1964 to 1965. But uh, that was not by hanging, though. I don't know about you, Michael, but Nancy, she didn't cancel to place on George 22nd. Hey, don't hanging to place uh, uh, George York and uh, James Eaton. Both of them got to hang together there. Hmm. Yeah.
used to listen to guests who's coming to Kansas City, because we're going to tell you what's coming to your city if you're not careful. <laughs> well, uh, uh, right now, you know, uh, that's uh, uh, hopefully uh, hanging. You know, well, we're not hanging, but that's you see, we got those in Missouri. And our governor has not stopped one in the Seattle, okay, since he's been governor. And he's not giving out any part. When you speak of the governor, I know a lot of times people on the Jeff wrote, something just happened recently in Missouri where they wanted to have a stay of execution uh, about, you know, people executing with the governor and stop that, or uh, I guess you might call it a so-called uh, temporary part. No, that, well, our governor has not done, we had some execution, I think, in the last month or so. Uh, someone was, someone was hanged. You may have woke up sometimes. What is that? And that stop people from being, being executed in Missouri. What about Tennessee? Well, Governor Lee is very much uh, pro death penalty, but the last two major death penalty cases have both been. Uh, Appealed, the ACLU has appealed both of them, and they're they're both in in court. They're, I mean, they're both in the courts. So there hasn't been an execution in Tennessee in a while because of that. But Governor Lee's very much, very much a death penalty, a pro death penalty governor. So how long uh, how long has he been governor? This is he's in the second term now. Okay. Uh, that's always interesting about how that comes about. Sometimes people uh, have done some, you know, uh, do some things. And like when I used to come there all the time, uh, when the people could uh, carry guns <laughs> in the bars, uh, what is the feeling of the people uh, there about carrying guns if somebody uh, have too much liquor, and they would just start shooting. What is uh, what does the public think about that? What do they do about that? Well, right now, there's probably more public concern over that than there's been in a long time because of not just the Coventry shooting, but also because down on Second Avenue, there have been a the last month. There's been just a whole series of incidents in bars with people shooting them up. And so the, the, the feeling now, at least feeling from just walking the streets, talking to people and stuff, is there's got to be some kind of limit on people being able to just stroll into a bar, get drunk, and pull the gun out and just start firing away. Now, I don't know, there's not any city, because of the the laws that have been passed, nothing, you can't stop people right now from doing that. I mean, you can, as long as you got your gun and there's no uh, law about permits, you don't have to have a permit to have the gun, uh, you know, you can come in the bar and get drunk and shoot it up. And then, of course, the police have to come in and whatever. And uh, there have been people killed because of that and things of that sort. But 
right now, I would say there's more public concern over that than there's been in a long time. I mean, just in general. It's got heavy out here, okay, Scott. In, in, in Missouri, okay, well, it, 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 so if a person can you know, a business for the science and those guns are now in the, in the business? Yes. You do have, the, the, the law does, in Tennessee, the law does give okay. the, the business owner uh, that option, but few of them do it. I mean, the bar, and I think now they're starting to rethink that because, see, the, the, the business people supported that, uh, that law originally. They were, in, I mean, at least the people who own the honky-tonks, they were all in favor of, you know, having this kind of cowboy atmosphere where, you know, you mm-hmm. stroll in with the top hat and the, and, and wearing the gun on your holster and stuff. But now that they're getting their places shot up all the time, <laughs> they're, they're, they're starting to rethink that. Wow. Well, I know, I know here in Missouri, uh, we have a major problem in St. Louis and Kansas City. Well, the young guns here, people get a gun at 18 years of age, you know. And we have, we have had kids who sold in downtown with, with long guns, you know, hanging, hanging out the show. In the, in the middle of the day. Well, you know, the, well, you know, the woman that shot up the Coventry school with the AR-15, uh, I mean, she mm-hmm. bought that. She purchased that legally. I mean, you can legally purchase an assault weapon in the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And so, in Missouri. Yeah, so, so she strolled in there and when they started checking out when they went to her house and they found a ton of other guns that those were all legally purchased too so she was planning on going to at least two other places and shooting them up too but it's just that they killed her at coventry and so that's that's why her death toll was only seven but it could have been a lot worse had she been able to go to the two other places that she was planning to go and shoot up some more places shoot up some and kill up some more people Right, right. This is number was sick. I was three students and two, and three, and three, you know, adults, and she was the seventh one that got killed. That's correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three, 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 three nine-year-olds. Three, uh, the the principal of the school, uh, a janitor at the school, and then uh, another person, and then her, then the police killed her. Yeah, because the teacher that got shot was a uh, substitute teacher. Right. Just just moved to Nashville. Just got there from Alabama. Wow. Yeah. That is, that one. That that one. That is just. How 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 the schools? Uh, right now, I know a lot of the students down there. Well, we very adamant. Okay, that they will be voting those people out in in, in Nashville soon. They turn eighteen. That move is still for. Oh yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it's 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 only going to get stronger, I think, because the Republicans continue to ignore their wishes, and so what that's doing is that that's that's generating more and more uh, activism, and more and more participation, and more and more registration. Voter registration is going up in that age group. So it, these elections that are coming up are going to be uh, a very interesting to see. Well, you know, right here in Missouri, I'm up there in Tennessee, uh, you know, transgender has been a hot topic, unfortunately. That, uh, you know, 
know, and, and, and here in Missouri, one of the ladies that stole the, 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 the foot here uh, was a, uh, and, you know, was a working university here in, 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 in one of the hospitals, and she was, and she was let go. And she kind of falsified some information, but it basically took it as facts and ran that wildfire through our state capital. And some of those laws that have been passed since then, okay, when she testified, and now they found out that she had lied on some stuff. Is that oh, happening down there? Yeah, it's a, it's a hot time fact. Uh, another one of the few laws that uh, they are pushing hard here is they're trying to get a ban on uh, transgender athletes in the high schools. And that's probably going to get passed if it hasn't already gotten passed. And uh, I guess the thing I find so interesting about that is every survey I've ever seen taken on that, and there's been a bunch of them taken in the last few months because of these laws, it shows that you're talking about a minuscule amount of people who qualify under these laws. So they're passing these laws to highlight, you know, a a tiny spectrum of people. Now, I will say that what does seem to be generating sympathy for these bills is that uh, women, there have been women athletes and girls who testify in these hearings and complain that they feel it's unfair to compete against transgender athletes. So if you if you were to judge this just by the hearings, you would think that there's a ton of transgender athletes competing all over the country, but really it's only a tiny percentage, I mean a, a very, very small percentage. In a lot of jurisdictions there's none, and in many jurisdictions there's like one or two. But the, the way that it is being presented, it's like if there's an epidemic of transgender athletes who are flooding uh, the high schools and participating in sports. So I think the word he was minuscule, and that's probably the most accurate you know, description I've heard so far. I mean, based on the numbers I see, you know, it, it's a minuscule, <laughs> it's a minuscule number, you know. So, but I know, like down in Florida, you know, the, uh, the governor down there. of uh, underage uh, children 
of illegal immigrants working in places, but it hasn't been as big a deal in Tennessee as it has been, at least not yet, as it has been in some other states. But I've seen some reports of, uh, especially, I guess, in, uh, I want to say Illinois is one place I've seen a story about it, and also, I think, in New York. And uh, in the meatpacking factories, supposedly, they've, they've got a major problem with uh, underage children of, em- of illegal immigrants working in these meatpacking factories. Now, Ron, let me put you on the spot, okay? I hope you don't mind this. <laughs> Go ahead. What are the, the, the possibilities, okay? Uh, you read some articles about uh, your interviews you do with us in your newspaper. What was the possibilities? What was that again? I didn't. I didn't get some of that. One of the possibilities, okay, about you writing some articles, you know, about you being involved with our, you know, the British USA so on the weekends about your experiences of working with us in your paper. Uh, that's, that's, I, I, I mean, that's, that's, I'd have to talk, of course, to uh, the publisher, but yeah, we, we might be able to do that, sure. Yeah. yeah. Right now, you know, personally, I ain't going to have you on my show, and the OMC ain't going to have you on his show, okay? And I think the publisher know, okay, that, you know, that you can heard other places. You know, right now, worldwide, okay, on, 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 on the venues right now, uh, we on Facebook Live, YouTube and stuff and I think that would kind of hit the publication your people down there you know what I mean that's just for you as a column sure certainly certainly and you know this for me this is like this is fun because I hosted I co-hosted a talk show for 20 years on this on the fifth radio station and mm-hmm. I did it from 2000 until 2020 and then the pandemic hit and then they canceled all of the talk shows because of the pandemic. So I haven't been doing my talk show for like the last three years. So this gives me a chance to kind of get back into radio. So, I, I, so I've enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I know that. I can feel that, okay. And I also I think Daniels, you know, and, uh, and, and I know that you're doing suggestions you know, for the Jersey Awards, you know, about Nashville, and she said, well, she just called Ron, you know, and Ron asked the phone, okay, and here we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I greatly appreciate the chance to uh, to be heard, you know, on your show and to talk about uh, some of these issues, because it, it's very important, you know, I mean, I've, I've been in black media now uh, since the 70s, and... Uh, well, I, well, I've been in the media myself uh, since, well, I was 27 years old. I was a general manager of, my, uh, of a radio station right here in St. Louis. Uh, uh, it was a radio station, KBY. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was the youngest black general manager in the country. Wow, okay. Uh, that's back in 1976, I want to say. Okay, well, you got me You got me beat there by a couple by a couple of years. I, I got my start in 78, so you got me beat there by a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, uh, and so, and, uh, and yeah, so again, I've been in, uh, been on different stations in the area. I mean, a whole lot of uh, stations, FM and AM, you know. And, but now I have a more fun video, okay, with Scott here, and not in the video. What we're
know that I know that I know we're all on Facebook because now you know we are you know, globally, you know, with Spotify and you know, and definitely a podcast. Right. So now we're doing podcast now, okay, you're saying this yeah, interrupt there. What impact has podcasting had that any of you can think of? I think it's had an enormous impact because it's it's enabling. Uh, well, I think it's two-way impact from the from the broadcasters uh, or the podcasters. In fact, it gives them a chance to be heard in a wide range of places, and for the listener, it gives them a lot more options, a lot a lot more things to hear. So that would be my my perspective on it. Ron, I would have to uh, co-sign that because. Um a lot of uh, people right now, you know, who do um, cable shows or either that uh, network shows, you know, uh, for on the network, network TV or what have you. Nine, I won't say that, but I've got several pictures of them now uh, having their own their own podcast where they can discuss more things, you know, than they did what they would do. You know what I'm saying. Well, you know, one air at uh, CBS, you know, uh, NBC, uh, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, other, other places. Right. So let me do this. Let, let me bring in Scott of podcasting. What impact, if any, has podcasting had, uh, Scott? I've learned a lot since I started podcasting. Uh, it's been... Uh, it's. It, I've learned that there's a lot of systems. I've got to meet a lot of uh, neat people. I've. Uh, it's just been a, a blessing in my life. And that's why it's here. That's why well, it's here. Do you feel that it's making an impact? And do they have a survey to say that? Well, it's just. It's very popular. I don't know of any surveys, but it is very popular, and a lot of people like to listen to them. Well, we, well, let me add this. We have said our podcasting were going to about five different countries. At least, How yeah. The, no, MC, 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 we, go, MC, we go around the world. Yeah, it, it, it's open to the whole world. It's just who, whoever listens to it might be in a different country. Well, we say it's open to the whole world, but what impact, if any... Can you say it has on uh, our listeners? Well, the best uh, the best weapon against all uh, insanity is education. If 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 yeah. I may say, you know, it's people. A lot of people are just ignorant, and our mission, both with your uh, show and with uh, Mr. Folks's show, is to increase the education and the information. That's going out mm-hmm. to these to all the people. Well, let me ask you this: uh, They say that we have five podcasters going to five different countries. Have you been given or uh, heard of any feedback from any of those entities that have been podcasting? Uh, I have not received much. I've I've received some uh, uh, people who like like the shows. Uh, I've I've gotten some feedback uh on facebook and on uh twitter and twitch and uh and the website that people have enjoyed the shows but that doesn't uh you know not everybody who watches the show actually uh actually gives feedback 
love him. See, uh, you know, he, he gives uh, everyone a chance to listen to me. So, okay, so it's, a, so it's a different side. But I don't allow you, allow you, Scott. If we do, I was saying that we have a whole range of different topics. Like today, uh, we should discuss uh, Bill Kovac. So Bill, you know, used to be work with the National Team of Congress. He was the editor, and the book we talked about today was Kostocracy, uh, you know, about the government, which actually means the government out of, of the government uh, uh, in chaos. And that was a topic there that was you know, just unbelievably on task. As you look at what's going on around the country, now uh, the latest you know, capital, uh, the outlet that like be in chaos. Mm-hmm. Folks, I do have to mention uh, that we only have four minutes left. Okay, and then also you said, you know, now show and see we have a turkey vote. Uh, and that's about you CEO who travels the world. And uh, we talked today about India uh, when he was there. You know, we had a delegation there most recently. Uh, and also in Kenya, and so, we, we go to a whole lot of stuff we talked about. <laughs> There's no people can't get it just any place. If somebody wanted to, how come we um, uh, suggesting, uh, you know, via podcast or what have you, a newspaper, can we increase the participation of listeners and people? How can they... Uh, well, you see, one, one of my places is, I just mentioned to, to Ron, if you, if you wrote about us and the people down there, uh, there'll be more listeners in the, in the Nashville area. Yeah, I definitely plan to do that. Yeah, we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna talk to you about that next week, and we're gonna okay. um, form up some details. I'm gonna do that definitely. Okay. Yeah, the biggest right. way we can increase the amount of people that we uh, we reach is by sharing this among other people oh, yeah. that we know, people who and also that, have uh, the uh, the media. And that's what I do with the share my guests and a lot of our listeners. I just go forward to them and they for the other people. That's what we do uh, every Saturday. I do that, you know, mm-hmm. at least eight, eight, ten. I mean, you have to come up with before I take my break and show. And also, I'm going to see you come to the show also here. I did them show last year. Right, right. You know, you with us. And, that's, and that way, you share with somebody else and you share with somebody else, okay? And I think, but I think that way it, it, it is working. You know, and it's getting, once you've been here, I'll show you, you're going to hear, you're going to hear another, another time. But they're going to learn something. One thing that I might help is knowing what we're going to do from week to week. Yes. Yes, well, we're going to get some, so I'm going to you a schedule right now. We got, I got some stuff up. Yes, I'm sure not going to end up here again. And, uh, you know, Doing that. Now, what we're going to see only is bad guests for each show, also. I'm quite sure next weekend we'll be talking about the NFL draft that's been held here in Kansas City. Okay. Well, that's what we look forward to. Right now, you can see there's a thing on the wall called the clock. And I think right now it's back at our door. Uh, appreciate it. I think it's called five. Now, so if you want to set us out, uh, well, Lon, again, thank you so much. Okay, Rob, for taking your time. Oh, thank up. you for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. Always enjoy it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah well, we enjoy having you
and the rest of them said we want to keep an ongoing uh, working relationship, be it Tennessee, Missouri, Kansas, whatever, at least we can help reach out to the people and brighten their day with our timely news. Well, you just uh, used to come to Kansas City, host a Baptist institution. I'm, I'm tired, Miss Co-host. I'm supposed to be a conversation with the guest yesterday. It was Ron Lynn from Tennessee. Uh, Ron, what's the name of your people again? The Tennessee Tribune. Well, tell the young lady, her, I said hello, and we, we want to do something in the future with her, okay? I sure will. I will be talking to her Monday morning. I will definitely tell her. Yes. Well, no, no, I said I'll be talking to her Monday morning. I would definitely pass the word to her. Thank you. Scott, I know you're going to run us off, but have your final say today. Thank you. You too now. So, well, that note, life is good. Thank you for joining us for another beautiful Saturday. Have a safe, safe weekend, and life is good.